I'm Dr. Walter Malone Jr. I want to thank you for joining me for this segment of Tailored to Win that I might share with you some insights that can inspire, inform, and empower your life. I want to speak to you again today on this wonderful idea of living by grace. Our lives as the people of God is a life where we are continuously experiencing episodes characterized by the grace of God. Richard Foster wrote a very wonderful book entitled Life with God. And when you think about life with God, I think it is best characterized as a life lived by grace. In the New Testament records, in Peter's epistles, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, we read this word, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're told, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the only way this can happen is that there must be an interactive relationship. There must be an engagement between a divine initiative and a human response. Our mothers and fathers understood this, and so they said, I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. Lay down thy weary one, thy head, upon my breast. And I came to Jesus just as I was, weary, wounded, and sad. But I found in him a resting place, and he has made me glad. God intervenes into the affairs of our lives that we might become sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit comes to live in us so that our character might be conformed to the character of Christ. The Christian faith is not about behavioral modification, rather it is about spiritual transformation. This is all an act of grace, that the triune God, God who has made himself known through three distinctive personalities, and yet he is one God. He's made himself known to us as Father, so that Jeremiah says he has loved us with an everlasting love. He has made himself known to us as Son. So the one verse in the Bible that everyone knows across the world is John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then God has made himself known to us by grace as Holy Spirit. It is the Spirit of the living God who now lives within us and who will abide with us always and forever. It is the Holy Spirit who then he gives us revelation. He gives us enlightenment. It is the Spirit of God who equips us for Christian living. And it is the Spirit of God who empowers us to live a life that will be faithful and fruitful to our God and our Christ. I would have you to know that it is a divine dance with God. 
you remember when you were younger and you would go to a party and you were very conservative, so you would find yourself standing against the wall. Back then, people would call you a wallflower. And so there we were in life, standing against the wall. We had no hope. We had no sense of a future. There we were standing against the wall, seemingly with no significance, with no vision, with no dreams of life. There we were standing against the wall and other people saw us as being insignificant and having no value in life. But God comes over to us and he says, can I have this dance? God then puts his arms around us and he lovingly serenades us with his spirit. And he says to us, I have a purpose and I have a plan for your life. God says to us, you mean something to me and I'm going to do something in your life that no one would ever anticipate that could happen. The manifestation of this new life we have with God is supremely revealed in the person of Jesus Christ. For Christ's life has become ours, signed, sealed, and delivered by grace. It is signed by God's call upon our lives. For the same God who called Abraham is the God who's called you and I. It was Abraham who left his family and kindred, took God at his word, and traveled on nothing but a promise, so that he is known as the father of faith. But you and I have the call of God upon our lives. So the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. In the book of Hebrews, we are told that faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. So that in our lives, we operate with convictions and with certitude. On one hand, we live with convictions because we have history with God. And when we look back over our lives and we consider what God has already done, it gives us a mindset that we can believe God and trust God for everything that is taking place in our lives to give us a future and to give us a hope. On the other hand, we live with certitude. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but it's also the evidence of things not seen. So I am so certain about what God is going to do. I am believing it as though it has already happened in my life. It hasn't been manifested yet, but I'm so certain that it's going to happen that I've learned how to praise God in advance for what he's about to do. It is one thing for us to celebrate God for what he did in the past. It is one thing for us to celebrate God for what he's presently doing, but it's something else to celebrate God for what he is about to do. So then that grace is signed. It is, it is the uh, reality of God's call upon our lives. But then grace seals this reality and it seals it because of the holy communion that we have with God. The Apostle Paul, writing to the churches of Galatia, says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, 
but Christ lives in me and the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. You and I have a daily walk with God. We can say, as uh, our foreparents used to say, I come to the garden alone while the dewdrops are still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on mine ear, the Son of God discloses. And he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me that I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. So it is sealed then by the holy communion that we have with God. But then it is delivered through the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the Spirit of the living God that gives us the confirmation that we belong to God. Would you not un understand that your uh, biographical sketch is in the Bible? Oh yes, it's there in Romans chapter 6, chapter 7, and chapter 8, because in Romans chapter 6, we are reminded that God has had to save us from our sins and justify us by his grace. In chapter 7, we are reminded that even now that we are saved, we still sometimes struggle with the issue of sin. But when we get to chapter 8, it begins by saying, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. In that eighth chapter, Paul explains to us that it is the Spirit of God that helps us to overcome our own proclivities and the issues that we struggle with in life. It is the Spirit that helps us to pray. It is the Spirit that reminds us that if God is for us, who can be against us? And it is the Spirit who says to us that we are conquerors and more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Where is this expression of grace lifted the highest? What is the uh, uh, episode that is the, the crescendo of the revelation of God's grace? Well, it is on a cross on a hill called Calvary. Do you not recall in Romans that Paul says that God demonstrated his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God did not just declare that he loved us, but he demonstrated that he loved us. It was there on Calvary's hill that Jesus was crucified on a cross, not in a cathedral between two candles, but on a cross between two thieves. He died on the cross that we might have a right to the tree of life. He was buried in another man's tomb. But Sunday morning, Jesus Christ got up from the grave, declared all power in heaven and earth is in my hand. There is now a path to paradise, and now there is a highway to heaven. Now he's got a name that's above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he's Lord to the glory of God. You and I are recipients of that grace. So we testify, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And although life sometimes has been rough and rocky, we can also declare through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come. Grace has brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home. God bless you. 
Thank you for sharing with us today for this segment of Tailored to Win. I pray that this word has brought encouragement and empowerment to equip you to live a faithful and fruitful life to the glory of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm.